of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? We're here to go over the recap of Bellator 290 and then a quick preview of the co-main and main event of UFC 284 in Perth, Australia. First one we need to talk about, um, I was super sad. Uh, Jalen Bates and Jornel Lugo, super high on Jornel. Still are. Um, I, I, I still agree that Jornel's a better fighter than him. Okay. I, I had him win in the fight. Okay. Um, I had I'm, him win in the first two rounds. Yeah. Um, and the third round was even close. But <clears throat> apparently there are n new judging criteria. And I, I spoke to Jornel a lot after the fight and, and again uh, yesterday and uh, or today. And he had said that there is new judging criteria. And I said, well, did they go over it with you? And he said, no. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so it's just common knowledge. But I had, so, so he made a couple mistakes. You know, he made a couple mistakes and gave up position in. Uh, Was it round two or round He did it in round three. one also. Okay. Um, but he did it in round one with 50 seconds left. Um in the round, so he, he dominated that round. His striking looked great. Yep. Um, his ground and pound, he was trying to get shots off. Jalen was very good at defending, tying him up, and then landing short rabbit punches, you know, short little punches. And he was saying that because he landed more strikes, although not significant, but landed more strikes from the bottom, that's where the judges are are giving the, the fight to him. Uh, he, he let him climb to his back on the first round and he kind of stood up and they scrambled and uh, I think he, he may have ended up on bottom for the last 50 seconds, 40 seconds. The th second round, uh, it happened again where he went for, Jalen Bates went for an omoplata on, mm -hmm. on Jornel. Jornel. Jornel circled around. He circled around like three quarters of the way and his second leg didn't clear his head so he kind of stayed draped over him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And as he fell off, he started to go for a Kimura. Yep. He ended up got out of the Kimura, and, and he ended up on bottom. <clears throat> uh, I, I still had, and, and he ended up getting out. He ended up getting back to the feet. I, I had him win in the fight two rounds of one, to one. Uh, rounds one and two to him. Rounds three to uh, Jalen Bates. Jalen Bates was tough. He was bigger than I thought. Yeah. Um, I, they both looked little to me. And, and when they got in the cage, I was expecting Jornel to look bigger than Jalen, but I guess he didn't look as big as I thought he was because Jalen was bigger as well. Jalen looked like he was bigger than the last time I'd seen him fight. Uh, he trains with AJ and Antonio McKee at the body shop. Yeah. I didn't know that, yeah. um, but but I guess he's kind of re reinvented his, his uh, career, even though he was still undefeated. I didn't even know it was him when he got in the cages. The head was bald, and I was like, who? They changed the <laughs> opponent, and I was like, oh, wow, that really is him. Um, but anyway, I, I still had I still had Jornel winning the fight. I uh, I would love to, like I said, I'd love to get my hands on him in the gym as far yes. as you know yes. training goes, and uh, really elevate you know the the grappling part. They've got both these fighters listed at five nine. I saw a picture of Jornel before the fight with his coaches. He did not look. His coaches must be gigantic then, because he did not look five nine in that. I mean, they could picture. be. Look at look at me in the group photos all the time. The only yeah. person I'm taller than is Rafael, and he's four eleven. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> <My> so, <bad. laughs> so really, you're, it, it came down to round one, how they just, how they scored round one. Round, sounds uh, like round two, everybody gave to Lugo because of the control that he had on him. Round three, I, I guess they gave it to Bates, and then it was round one that was the, the wild card. Is that yeah, how you see it? Yeah, I guess so, but I, I don't... Uh... I don't think there was any way that he lost the f- the first round. Yeah, when he when the first round ended, I was like, "All right, man, he looks sharp. You know, yep. he looks good. Yep. You know, blah blah blah. You know, uh, he made one mistake, but it was late in the round. And then, uh, yeah, I was shocked. I was honestly, I was shocked when the judges raised Jalen Bates's hand. I was like, "Whoa, really?" But did you know when they started saying split? Were you like, "Oh, oh yeah," I was already like, "Oh man, that's wild." But what here, here's what was even crazier, Felicia O. Um, one of the judges, she is a, a really good jiu-jitsu black belt, one of the first in, in America, um, and she was a judge. Chris Lieben was also a judge. Okay. Um, they had so they had some fighters as the judges, and that's when you're we're expecting and hoping that the judging goes the right direction. Yeah. Uh, but again, maybe it did go the right direction as far as whatever this new this new criteria. Yes, and I'm is. gonna I'm gonna need to know that very well before Luke fights, Absolutely. you know, or anyone else fights uh, yeah. in Bellator or anywhere for that matter. Uh, you said you talked with Jornel. What, yeah. what was his mindset when you talked to him? He was okay. He was bummed, obviously. He sure. said, you know, we, we, we move on and whatever. He's a uh, uh, super spiritual guy. Yep. So he's, you know, he's... Uh, Bigger plan, yep. more in store yep. for me, that kind of... Which, yep. is, which is awesome. Yeah, for you, sure. You love to see that kind of attitude. A- absolutely. And, and he just said, I got to win these next two to keep my job and I said absolutely you know so I uh, I'm gonna back that guy I'm gonna back that guy you know as long as he's there yeah that that's awesome The first of three for the main card, boy, Brennan Ward and Sabah Hamasi that came out just like you said round one was a burner. Like, yeah, so I didn't. I didn't even get to catch that fight uh, for whatever reason. I was trying to uh, uh, get home. I was. I had flown home or uh, driven home from uh, Arizona, and there were. I couldn't get CBS on my phone, so I was freaking out. I didn't know how to watch it. Okay. And by the time I got home, it just ended. That fight just ended, and um, I had seen a highlight literally pulling in my driveway of the end, and I was like, yeah. "Oh man!" I was yeah. like, and then I saw Brennan's face. Also, and I was like, "Oh, so they—that was the second round. They had—they had what I thought they had as a first-round fight. They—they they went after it. As you said, it was a right head kick. It was early in the second round. Um, it was probably about a minute in. Yep. And then that brought him down. And then it was just on top and ground and pound. And they stopped it with 134. He was leaking. Like by the time he got kicked in the face, he was already pouring out of his face. Yes. And uh, so he did what Josh Thompson once made the mistake of doing with Eve Edwards. He started kind of running away to, to circle and make space. Yeah. And as he circled a turn, yeah. he ate a head kick from Eve Edwards to the head. And, and the same thing happened with uh, Hamasi. He, I don't know that he was running, but he started to kind of s- circle away with his back to him and then turned to face him to throw something. Yep. And, and ate a, a shin and foot to the face. Yep. And then, you know, that was a, that was a wrap at that point. Boy, I, I was hoping for three rounds of that kind of action because that just would have been... I think I said it wasn't going to get to the second round, and, and it did, but I, there's no way those guys go three rounds. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's no way. They both hit very hard. You know, it's not like 
they both have good chins and and don't have heavy hands. They both have heavy hands and good chins, but those those heavy hands are gonna. So Brennan Brennan moves to seventeen and six now. Um, he's on a three fight win streak. He's got some good wins on him. And you're right, the guy is a specimen. When he walked in the gym, just just jacked. Looked, yeah, looked awesome. And he said in his post fight uh, interview that he was not as muscular as he has been or or once was. And he goes, maybe I'll uh, get on some creatine. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so and and uh, Sabahamasi moves to 17 and 11. Um, still, I, I think I think there's still a huge future for him. Great, sure, fighter. sure, but. You know, and, and the people that I talked to said that they still think he's the better fighter. He looked better and, and gassed. Okay. I don't know. You know, I have that argument with people all the time about the Diaz brothers because the wins that they get usually come when everyone else gasses. So that means the other guys are better than them and they focus on tiring him out to beat him. You know, because Connor beat the crap out of Nate for the first two rounds, you know, dropped him three times in two rounds. And and but no one no one that knows Nick or Nate is gonna ever tell you that Connor's better, right? Yeah. But in my opinion, he's a better striker, you know, okay. and, and just gases. And the Diaz brothers they they focus on that. They capitalize on people running it, out of gas. It's so hard though because better is such a a, a holistic term. Well, because and a better fighter, your conditioning's included. Exactly. You know? that, so that's my, that's, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's right. And so if you know, they may not be the better striker. They may not be as good on the ground. But if they can outlast you right. and they're going to win, right. that makes you a better fighter. I, Correct. Right. So, well, I was. It was fun. It was. It was short. It yeah. burned hot. Burned fast, <laughs> and it was done. Um, Johnny Eblen and Anatoly Tokov, man. I was really, really impressed with Eblen. I, he went out there and went five for five in that. And he's way better than I thought he was. Holy you know, he's cow. Way better. And I, and I, I realized that after he beat Gegard Musasi. Yeah. But again, this time he is. There are not a lot of super crazy athletic guys uh, at eighty-five. Yeah. Especially white guys. You know, there are some freaking yeah. nature black yeah, yeah. guys like yeah, yeah. like Will are are one are one fifty-five. Yeah. Freaking nature athletic. Um, but he is super athletic, super athletic, super strong, uh, big throws and stuff, you know, big giant suplex that put Tokov on his head, but bounced right back to his feet swinging. Like that was wild. But that was wild to see Tokov roll out of it. That's what I mean. He bounced right back to his feet and started throwing punches off that. That was was right. That was close to the end of the fight. It was in round five, right? Um, I've never seen... I've never seen a WWE style suplex in the middle of a fight before. <laughs> There's that been was... some early on in the UFC, but not uh, not in quite a while. Yeah, that was that was kind of awesome. Um, now that Eblen's got the belt, you know, you mentioned this about um, uh, who's the 155er in uh, in UFC. Um, uh, we're going to talk about him. Um, Islam Makhachev. Islam Makhachev. Thank you. I couldn't think of his name. You said would Makachev, if he got it, he was going to stay there for a yeah, while. That, that's. I'm looking at Johnny Eblen, and it's like, man, this feels like this this kid. I don't know who's in the rankings at, at 185. I'm, you know, going to have to look. So I don't even know if Bellator shows their rankings. Let me see here. It might take me a second to get there. Um, but, um, I can find him. Okay. I mean. Just going back to what he's done while you're pulling that up, 
Um, he's undefeated. He's coming in with uh, some some huge wins now, and really like this. They call him Diamond Hands. I love it. So and it's not a weak division, but it's definitely not the strongest division in Bellator. Okay. It's Eblen Musasi, Fabian Edwards, Anatoly Tokov, John Salter, okay. Dalton Rasta, Aaron Jeffries, Jeffrey, Austin Vanderfort, Lorenz Larkin, who's a stud, Romero Cotton, and Anthony Adams. So his last three fights are Tokov, Musasi, and John Salter. Right. So those are those are three out of the top five. Yeah. That would be challenging him. I'm a huge fan of Lorenz Larkin. Okay. But I don't see anyone in this top ten beating him. I don't see anyone in the top ten beating him. I, I think it's gonna be uh either somebody comes in or he holds the bell for a, a long time. We'll talk about this fight coming up in a little bit, but you mentioned that uh the GOAT went on a 10-year win streak without being defeated. Yep. Um, he is on a six-year win streak with um, going back to in Bellator with four out of those six I mean, he's years. undefeated, right? He is undefeated. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I want to be careful. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to put him up there in that status yet, but he's got... I mean, he's undefeated. He hasn't lost in six years, and he's 13-0, and he looks... Dominant. Yeah. I was trying to look at the math on, on how many times about he's fighting. Because Luke's got seven fights in, in about three years. So, uh, so yeah, it's about the same. 13, 14, and since, six years. Since 2021. I mean, he had some big gaps. Uh, he fought twice in 2022. He fought three times in 2021. He had a, only one in 2020. Two and nineteen, so then it's going back early. So I mean, I would assume that early on he's going to at least get one more title defense potentially right. too. Um, this was a long fight, and so he probably, I mean, he he took some damage on this one. He might sure. take a little bit. Yeah, his face he got stitches and stuff after I saw that. Yeah, um, boy, you know, I when he came in and we started talking initially when we previewed the Musasi fight, looking at Musasi and looking at him, I. I Mentally, I didn't give him much of a chance. And like you said, then we see this yeah. and see what he's done. It's just <laughs> hard not to think Impressive. that this guy's not going to be there for a bit. For sure. That'll bring us then to the title fight, um, Bader versus Fedor 2. Um, and boy, you, you called this exactly how it was going to go. Yeah. It was great to see him fight. It was great to see all the savages, the old school legends that showed up for his fight. Yeah. All the old UFC guys. Um, every, everyone was there that was like, you know, back in the day, the, the best guys. Even some guys had never fought him like Randy Couture. But, uh, yeah, it was – Ryan Bader is very athletic. He's very strong. He hits hard. You know, uh he definitely got into a mix a couple times where Fedor's punches grazed by his head. Yep. You know, those are game-changing punches, but yeah. he, he's, he fought well. And, and Fedor, like I said, his chin is not what it was yeah. years ago. Yep. Yep. It's cool to see him get in there again. You said it was a who's who of, of yeah. MMA fighters from 
from both promotions coming in and, and sure. paying respect to Fedor, and it was cool. Um, what do you think of Ryan Bader? It's obviously he's the only one to beat Fedor twice. Yeah, um, and he's and, a heavyweight champion. He's beat Fedor's student at that weight as well. Um, on that Arizona card that Luke and that Luke fought on, uh, uh, was that Moldovsky? Yeah, but there were a lot of people that thought Moldovsky won that fight. Okay, it, so it was a unanimous decision. Yeah. I don't know if that. Um, um, so I don't know. I don't know who'll be next for him. What's that look like? Is this? Um, look right here. Yeah, same. why don't you pull it? So heavyweight, Bader, Moldovsky, Linton Vassell, Fedor, now is out. Czech Congo, haven't seen fight in forever. Steve Mowry, Tim Johnson, Marcelo Gom, the good jiu-jitsu guy he fights. He's the main event on Luke's card in, in March. Um, Daniel James, Terrell Fortune. So I'm looking here. Um, Czech Congo, the guy to no contest in 2019. Um, and a win. Actually, his last fight was a win against Czech Congo. And before... Bader's was? Yes. So, before Fedor was Czech Congo. Before that was Moldovsky. So, he's already dispatched. Right. That's that's one and two, isn't it? Or is yeah. it two and three? Uh, well, he's one. Oh, yeah. One and two. Vis so, Litton Vassell is number two. Fedor's okay. number three. Oh. Czech Congo's number four. Czech Congo's number four. Moldovsky's right. number one. So, he's beaten one, three, and four. Yeah. Yep. And who is number one again? Uh, Molofsky. You said Linton. Linton Vassell is number two. He, and he beat him in 2017, okay, so, so that's probably your next your next fight uh, just because of the, the time difference you're talking There's six years. a guy, Steve Mowry, who's 10-0. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be real interesting. And we may have talked about this before, but I don't think I had remembered that uh, Bader spent a lot of time in the UFC. Oh, yeah, I was there for a long time. Long time. A lot of fights Great. against good guys. John Jones, Tito Ortiz, he lost to both of them, but beat Quentin Jackson, um, lost to Glover Teixeira, beat OSP, beat Phil Davis. Did he beat Tito later in uh, Bellator? I, it doesn't, I don't see it. No. Uh, thought he beat him in Bellator later. 2011, so you know, early, early UFC, but I don't see him beating Tito again, Bellator, huh? Okay. So, yeah, cool, cool to see what he's got going on. So that brings us then to UFC 284 in Perth, Australia. There are two fights on this one that you wanted to go over. The first one is the featherweight interim title bout uh, vacated by Volk. It's not vacated because otherwise it would be for the actual belt. Oh, I get, okay. So I think they're just putting it on hold while he's up fighting at 55 against Islam. Yeah. But that would mean that his he has plans to go back down. I don't okay. know if he beats Islam if he if he's going to bounce between the two or okay. what. Okay. So, that's a great delineation there. I didn't. Yeah. I, that's that's awesome. Um, Josh Emmett and Yair, Yair Rodriguez. This is number two versus number five. Yeah. Um, it's interesting, and I don't, I don't know. I mean, you got to look. Max Holloway probably like a word. He's ranked number one, and I don't know. I guess he's got another fight coming up. I think I just saw him yeah, get a fight. I don't know how he didn't end up in the uh, interim title fight because I think the only guy that's beat him in a while is Volkanovski, correct? I, I could pull it up and see, but, I, yeah. I mean, he's 
He's 10 and 2 in UFC, and the last one was a loss to, it looks like, yeah, last fight was to Volkanovski. Last two, or at least two, I think, were to Vol Volkanovski. Yeah, Holloway. Um, so he he beat uh, Yeri Rodriguez, actually. Um, Max? Max did. Uh huh. Um, and yes, his only two losses, yeah, are to Volkanovski. Yeah. So. I'm not sure how that worked out. Maybe he's busy, but uh, I thought I saw maybe he got signed another fight, but I can't remember. I thought maybe I saw something. I'll I'll follow that up and see. Um, um, I see Yair. Yair's a I think he's a better fighter. Josh Emmett's a problem though. He's got he's got that knockout power. He's got that the heavy heavy hands. He's you know he's short. I, I think I think they're probably both around the same size. But I, I feel like Yair's a lot taller than him. Uh, 5'11", okay. Yair, 5'6", for Josh. Okay, that's Emmett. what I thought. But <clears throat> the crazy part of this is... Josh has long arms? The reach is, is one inch one inch difference yeah. in reach. Yair's 71 inches, and Josh Emmett has 70 inches. So 5'6", and a 70-inch reach. Yeah. That's that's a 5'10", reach. I'm 5'8", so. with, with a 71. Okay, okay. You know, so it's kind of similar. A uh, little, little longer, I guess. But I think if if Yair avoids, you know, the big power in the first round, he'll be able to kind of stretch it a little bit in the okay. second and third round. Okay. Um, it's a five round fight, so you might want to avoid the power for two rounds, <laughs> right? And, and land what you can and and avoid you know the big stuff. But um, we'll see. We'll see if he chops at the calf a little bit, starts to hit that that low kick on Emmett. To slow down the power, okay. But I, uh, I I pick Yair to win the fight, but I think it's gonna be a tough fight. The odds are fairly close, minus one sixty five for Yair, uh, plus one forty for Josh. So okay. not, yeah, not not a huge far. spread on that at all. Um, and that matches the rankings too with number five um, again. And sounds like what you're seeing here. Now, do does either fighter have an advantage? Um, stylistically, like if Yair goes to the ground, is it better for I mean, him there? I think or? he'll be better on the ground, uh, jujitsu wise. Okay. I think he'll be better. Okay. But I don't know. Uh, I think Emmett might be a decent wrestler, but I don't okay. know that he really wants to wrestle. Yeah. So with Emmett, twelve percent of his wins are by submission, uh, where twenty percent of Yair's are by submission. Um, Yair does have heavy hands. Forty percent of his come by strikes. Yep. Um, where thirty-five percent of of Emmett's do. Um, and then it comes broken. down. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and then uh, so yeah, um, and then decisions are, are pretty high level um, for both, both of them. them. Yeah, yeah, forty percent. I mean, you start to see that a lot when you get to the top. Anyway, there's a lot of guys that get a lot of decisions yeah. at the top because it's tough to put away the the top guys. So sure. We'll see how it goes, but I, sure. I'm, I'm going to go with Yair. Think this goes all the way? Yep. Okay. So this brings us to, I think, the fight that a lot of people in the MMA world are waiting for. What an exciting fight. And what, what balls of Volkanovski right? to step up and fight that right? guy at this point in time. You know, he hasn't even... I mean, I guess he has, but he hasn't defended his belt yet. He hasn't... Uh, Makachev? Yeah, he hasn't shown a ton of stuff yet. But he, but I guess he's fought a handful of guys before getting to the belt. But, um, yeah, just to... I guess he's seen enough, right? He's seen enough to want to, to 
think he can beat him, so he's stepping up to make it happen. Talk about Volkanovski bumping up weight classes. What, is that, what does that look like, and, and what do you think that'll mean for him as a fighter? Well, fortunately for him, it's a 10-pound class. It's not like going from 70 to 85 or yeah. 85 to 205, you know, or 205 to heavyweight. Those, those all have giant gaps. Um, 10 pounds is a, it's a pretty good gap. It's also nice to not cut that to last 10 pounds. Um, I think uh, what, do you know he what? was also... When he played rugby and stuff, yes. we talked about this before. He was he was a 200 two, pound, two hundred ten pound, two fifteen or okay, something two, yeah. like that. It was so he was, was a big, big guy for a five foot six guy, right, right, right. And and so uh, I I think it'll be good for him. You know, I just he's gonna be the range is gonna be. Uh, he's again another short guy with long arms, and uh, I I think that I think it matches up well. I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, this one is even more profound. Volkanovski is five six with a seventy one and a half inch reach. Makachev is 5'10 with a 70 and a half inch reach. Yeah. So he's got four in Makachev has four inches of heights and is giving an inch on reach. Yeah, that's wild. That's absolutely crazy. Um what do you know what Volk walks around at? I mean, he was fighting 135. I don't know where he starts his camp at or how long his camps are. I could imagine 30 to 40 pounds above that. Okay. Um, you know, Luke Luke used to be 40 pounds above it, now he's 30. 30 is a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um, can die it off, you know, through your camp a lot of it and then cut 10, 12 at the end. But he's a good size. I mean, he's a he's a stud, man. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see his takedown defense against Islam, but it'll also be interesting. I mean, Islam sat Charles on his butt with strikes, you know, so it'll be interesting to see, interesting to see how Volkanovsky strikes with Islam. You've talked a number of times, and I go back to this well a little bit, but I think it's so interesting. When you talk about um, if it goes, if a fighter wants it to go one way, they can win. If it goes another way, then the other fighter can right. win. Do you see that that change of direction with with this fight? I don't. It's, it? it's hard to say because uh, I don't know Islam's wrestling background. You know, I know all those guys can wrestle well, but I know that some of them are better strikers than than wrestlers like Umar. Uh, he just got a, a really good knockout a few weeks ago. And uh, so some of them are better strikers. Even even uh, Usman Nurmagomedov, that's the champ at 155 in Bellator, yep. real good striker. You know, apparently has solid grappling as well, but he's one of the better strikers of all those guys. So it, it's hard to say um, what, what Islam's striking is really like. Charles, you know, maybe feared the takedown. So he, his hands, you know, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Okay. Right now, I don't want to discredit him at all. He's, he's flawless. So until, you know, Volkanovsky or somebody else exposes something, it's hard, to, it's hard to criticize him at all. If you were in Volkanovsky's corner, what would you be telling him? Man, you own that belt at 135 <laughs> or 145. 145, 145. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, earlier I guess I said 135 when I, I was saying that he I fights at – I was wondering. He, he, yeah, he, he fights fought. at 45. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be like, you're getting – you know, you're defending your title a lot there. I, I, I wouldn't. You know, it's, it's very noble. It's very nice. It's very cool that he's stepping up. It's great for the fans. You know, the fans are very excited about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So – uh, it'll be it'll be really cool to to see. I hope, if nothing else, that he makes it a hell of a fight. I hope he doesn't get run over. I, so, in saying that, are you worried that it won't be? 
a good fight? Oh, I mean, it could easily not be competitive at all. You know, it could easily go Islam's way. Look what he, man. I know. Charles. I know. Look what Charles did to everyone, and look what Islam did to Charles. I know. You know, and, and so I know MMA math doesn't always work, but when it comes to like five or six or seven guys, yeah. you know, then it, it you know, it may. And uh, so it, it could be Volkanovsky is the, is the we'll see what happens guy. We, we know what Islam's going to do. Right, and now we get to see what is what what Volkanovski will do at 155 at a bigger weight class against the best guy in the weight class. It's a big step up. It's a huge step up. So, so before when you look at at Makachev's um, resume, obviously you got Oliveira. He beat Bobby Green before that. Dan Hooker's a big win. Thiago Moises. But then before then, then it starts to get kind of down, and he worked his way up a little bit. Um, I mean, even if you say the guys' names that he just beat again, none of them are like the guys that Charles beat. None of those guys are like the guys Charles yeah, beat. Yeah, that's a you know really I mean? great point. He had a way easier path to the title yeah. than Charles, than Chandler, than Gates, than any of those guys. Those guys all fought the the – you know who's who of that weight class, and this guy jumped right past everybody. Yeah. So Oliveira, Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, Ferguson, Kevin Lee, Jared Gordon. I mean, and those guys all fought each other. Yeah. Those guys all fought each other. Yep. And he fought Bobby Green. You know, right. on on a week's notice. Right. Bobby Green took that fight on a week's notice when he was already over wherever the fight was. He stayed after fighting and fought him. The Mark next Kachev? week. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Green did. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Tiago Moises, that's a good win, you know, but that guy, none of those guys have beat those top guys. Right, right. Then you look at Volkanovski, uh, three times with Holloway, Brian Ortega, Chan Sung Young, uh, Jose Aldo, Jose Aldo, Mendez. I mean, he's. Yeah. So, he's fought tougher guys, and Islam beat the best guy. At 155. Yes. Yeah. But that's where the math could come in. Right. So maybe he can't beat the five guys before him, but he beat that one guy. You know, he beat the guy who beat everybody else. So that makes him the guy. You know what I mean? That, so, yeah, yeah. So maybe he stylistically has the, the sauce to beat uh, Charles Oliveira, but not the next guy. Right. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying that <laughs> that could that could be a thing. I'm not saying that it is. Yeah. Uh I, like I said, I'm not going to discredit anything from him yet. The only thing I will say is Charles Oliveira and Volkanovski both fought better guys for the last five fights leading up to their title. And Charles did it while having the title. He defended it against all those guys. Is there any way this goes the distance? I mean, yeah. There, there, there's, uh, there's possibility, but I'm just I don't know that it will. Makachev hasn't gone past round four, mm, like ever, <laughs> ever. All his are stoppages. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that was Thiago Moises that he got him, right. that he took him to fourth round. So that actually might say a lot about what kind of fighter Thiago right. is. Um, and then if we look at. Um, Volkanovski, then it starts going. So it's interesting. Four out of his last five, 
were decisions. Were, yeah, but yeah, but three, he had Max Holloway. Three out of those five were Max Holloway. Um, yeah, and, and they had wars. Wars. Like people, a couple of people thought Max Holloway won two of those. Yeah. Um, outside of Brian Ortega and Max Holloway, no one else has gone the distance with um, Alexander Volkanovsky. Brian Ortega was another great one. Brian Ortega got beat really, really bad, but had two highlight moments where he jumped on a guillotine and then jumped on a triangle against Volkanovski, and they were done dead to rights finishes, and he got out. Mm. He got out of both of them. Late so, in the fight when he was he was already you know super sweaty, super exhausted, and, right. and still was able to get out of both of them. So are, do you have a pick on this one? I mean, I'm, I, I can't bet against Islam in this position. He's the one that's in the, the – he's got everything to lose, you know, but I yeah. don't think that he loses. Somebody's going to walk out with two belts. But I'd love to see, I'd love to see Volkanovski win. Uh, between them, they have 48 wins and two losses. Yeah, that's, that's a, wild. That's a lot of experience. And both that's losses a, are from Volkanovski. It's a lot of, a lot of hands. No, yeah. no, no, no. Makachev's got one loss. Oh, he does? Both, yeah, 23 and 1 for Makachev, 25 and 1 for Volkanovsky. Where did he lose? Uh, hold on. In Russia? Uh, yeah, it was early it was early on, I believe. I can I can pull it up right ACB here. ACB or something? Um He's he's been on a tear. His last loss was Oh, no, I'm sorry. UFC Am I looking at the right one? Hold on. Yeah, Islam Makachev. Who did he lose to? Um Adriano Martins, UFC 192 in 2015. How? TKO punches huh. early 146 in the first. Go to that guy's record real quick. Oh, this this dude that he beat. What has he done since he beat Islam? UFC's like get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. Uh, yeah, he uh, he hasn't been in the UFC since 2017. He's got uh, fight nights global. I mean, he's actually. He beat Makachev, and then he's got five losses and a no contest, right. and none of them. Uh, two of those are in the UFC. Then he got cut. FNG, Shudo Brazil, Future FC 10, and Copa Norte de MMA. So he hasn't beat anybody since then. Nope. And which means he caught him. Yeah. You know, he caught him. And I'm surprised that Volkanovski didn't, uh, that Islam didn't try to get a rematch. Like, give I mean, me that one back. Maybe he did. And yeah, the guy's like, I'm not signing. <laughs> not <laughs> I'm not signing that one. So, right on. So, yeah, not, nothing's happened. So, all right. Well, this will be I'm, – I'm excited. This is going to be a great UFC event. Awesome. A lot, of, a lot of names on the undercard or the, the main event that aren't super familiar to people. Yeah. But I think it's going to be a good event. A lot event. of Australians. Um, and, and when it comes down to it, those last two fights are going to be worth the admission. So. Sweet. Awesome, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll get back with the recap when it's over. It is all over. Just like that.